plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed. Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Today is Friday, and as promised, it's our Fat Loss Friday. We are talking all fat loss, and we are talking about things that you don't necessarily hear, I believe, you don't hear them as often as you should hear them. Those things that seem to be not directly related to your fat loss, to your weight loss, to your healthy weight maintenance, but actually from all the studies that are recent, that are cutting edge, that are just coming out, uh, it seems that the things that we thought contribute the most to our weight loss, fat loss, to our healthy weight are not exactly the things that we should worry the most about. And other things like, for example, gut health or sleep influence our weight uh, in many indirect ways on so much bigger level than we thought uh, it, it did. So we are talking about all these things. So stay with me. It's going to be very useful. And most importantly, after this episode, try to think about your weight management, weight maintenance, weight loss, fat loss program, and your health, and reflect on your lifestyle choices, on your food choices, and according to this data that you're here today, make some changes, and also track the results and how you feel, and see if it makes sense to you, and if it makes things better and easier when it comes to your health and your weight loss, fat loss. So let's talk first about calories. Do calories really matter? Or in more basic terms, does the amount of food matter when it comes to weight loss, fat loss? And yes, guys, it does matter. And it doesn't matter what kind of foods you eat, low carb, keto, high carb, low fat, or... completely whole food diet, it doesn't matter. You can still manage to put on weight and you can manage to lose weight, of course, when you pay attention to how much you eat. And yes, you can lose weight on a uh, Oreo cookies diet if you're in a severe 
caloric deficit and if you burn much more of course it's not going to be healthy diet in any way and i do not recommend this kind of diets uh, on some you know junk foods but reduced calories but but yes the amount of food you eat matters and carbs by themselves or sugars by themselves do not make you fat uh, if you limit your calories and especially if you know if you train a lot if you're super active then you probably will burn through those sugars but will it be a healthy diet when you include a lot of processed sugars and a lot of processed foods a lot of different artificial additives and preservatives definitely not and your health is gonna suffer and the older you are usually the more you're gonna suffer so do calories matter? Yes, they do. Does the amount of food matters? Yes, they do. Even on keto diet, even eating zero carbs, you can still put on fat, especially if you design your diet so that it disrupts your hormonal balance. That can really mess up your weight loss, your fat loss. And especially if you start eating processed fats, even if they're called pro healthy processed fats, like olive oil and uh, coconut oil. If you eat those oils by the jar, you will still put on weight if you eat thousands and thousands of calories and you are not that active. So make sure that you always track the amount of food you eat and make sure that you do it well. Not just, you know, or I'm just going to put a little bit of, I don't know, peanut butter and count it as a tablespoon, even though I have no idea how much exactly that is, especially fat calories. You know, one tablespoon is 100 calories. Two tablespoons is 200 calories, twice the amount. And it's really, really easy to underestimate the amount of those fats that add up so, so fast. That's why, for example, for me personally, when I want to see my leanest physique to show up, I actually cut out all the added fats, meaning any kind of fats that come in a bottle, in a jar, in a package. And I focus on whole food fats like avocados or whole olives, or if I want to have some nuts and coconut fat, then I'm going to eat my coconuts whole. I'm going to buy a whole coconut and I'm going to cut it and I'm going to eat it. And uh, also I'm going to weigh the portion because guessing doesn't help, especially when it comes to fats. So does the amount of food matters when it comes to weight loss, fat loss? Yes, it does, guys. Even on the healthiest diet there is, you can still not lose weight if you're eating too many calories. That being said, if you're coming from uh, a diet full of processed foods and you switch to a whole food diet, completely eliminating all the processed stuff, all the added sugars, all the added uh, fat, you might be able to lose a lot of fat without counting anything and eating a lot of calories initially. Uh, you cannot go on that kind of diet from, uh, let's say, like, you know, 15% body fat that is pretty lean already to, let's say, 10% or for guys, maybe even, you know, 8 or 7%. You cannot do that eating um, unlimited amount of food, even... Um, when those foods are all hot foods, but if you're in in the range of body weight going from obese to more or less healthier weight, then you'll be able to lose fat in most cases just by following 100% whole food diet. And now we transition to whole foods. So when you eat a lot of processed foods, even if those 
foods are healthy processed. You know, healthy is a very, um, it's very ill-defined term. So what is healthy for one person might be not healthy for another person. So, but by healthy foods here, I mean foods that were minimally processed and that come from natural sources and that are in their whole source at least are completely healthy for anyone really um anyhow whenever you exclude the all the processed foods all the bottles of oils all the all the packaged stuff and you leave only unprocessed foods, meaning the foods that you can find in almost that exact state in nature, then you'll be able to afford much, much more foods and not put on any weight and be completely healthy compared to a diet full of, let's say, I don't know, MCT oils and some uh, fancy protein bars or protein powders. That is still processed food, guys. And so the point here I'm trying to make here is when you eat only whole foods, you'll be able to get away with much, much more amount of, with much bigger amount of food and still be able to lose weight to maintain healthy weight compared to diet that might be perfect in macros and you might be eating really low carb or zero carb or close to zero but you're eating a lot of processed foods you still have to count a lot of stuff otherwise you won't be able to maintain health and weight and on processed foods it's really difficult to maintain optimal health that's for sure so whenever you build your diet for long term, uh, make sure that you include as much as possible whole foods. Like these days, uh, I eat almost nothing but whole foods. Rarely do I eat any kinds of even nut butters that are 100% and organic and cold pressed and all that. No, if I, again, if I want some nuts in my diet, I'm going to go and eat my nuts, preferably in shell, uh, because shell preserves the fats, they're very fragile fats in nuts much better. When they're open and without shells, those fats can go rancid and uh, the nuts can go bad too, meaning the fats are going to be not as good for you. So that can happen much faster than nuts, than when nuts are in shells. So I go as much and as close to 100% whole food diet as possible. So again, whenever you uh, design your healthy diet for weight loss, for for fat loss, make sure that it contains as much whole foods, as much unprocessed foods as possible. Cravings and hunger. You know, guys, uh, there are a lot of theories about um, how to control your hunger and cravings. But again, here, I want to point out that the best way to control your hunger, to have natural kind of hunger, to avoid as many cravings as possible is to eat a variety of whole foods. You know, whole foods are much better than any kind of other foods, no matter how well they are processed. Because whole foods, like let's take olive oil and olives. Olives have fiber and it takes time for you to chew them and they promote much better satiety than, let's say, olive oil. And the olive oil in olives is preserved much better, uh, meaning that it's, 
you know, it's not even pressed. It's not cold pressed. It's not extra virgin. It's olive. The oil, the fat in that olive is preserved in the best possible way. And again, it, uh, olives have fiber and you chew them and that promotes more satiety. So the more you eat whole food diet, the less cravings you're going to have. The more satiety you're going to feel on a regular basis. And the easier it's going to be for you to maintain your fat loss, to maintain your weight. That's why I'm I'm such a huge proponent of whole food diet, because even when you count nothing, it promotes the most satiety. And it seems that it's easier for you to lose weight, to maintain your your weight to lose fat when you eat whole food diets. Uh, it's just your stomach has different kinds of, different kinds of indicators or sensors, so to speak, natural sensors that sense not only the nutrient content of your foods, the caloric content of your food, but also how full your stomach gets when you eat food. And when you eat whole foods with fiber, with water, all preserved in its natural state, occupying the most volume, that's when your stomach gets the best, the most uh, profound signal of satiety. That is why I always recommend to eat your fats, for example, or your carbohydrates from whole food sources, because you get, you're getting those fats and those carbohydrates, but then you're also getting fiber and water, and that promotes, promotes much bigger sense of satiety. And at the end of the day, your success with fat loss and weight loss will be really defined by how hungry you feel. And no matter how MCT oil is great for you or how coconut or olive oil are great for you, they're just not the most satiety-promoting foods. And plus, fats, processed fats, take almost no energy for your body to absorb and digest, and you get this bulk of calories straight into your system. So make sure you consume the most amount of whole foods for natural hunger and to avoid cravings. The next point I want to make is about keto diets, about low-carb diets. A lot of people ask me, do I have to go low-carb? Do I have to go keto to lose weight and get lean? No, guys, you don't. Keto diets, low-carb diets, they're super amazing for a lot of people. A lot of people these days developed uh, metabolic disease, uh, and that is the condition when you have uh, elevated blood sugar, when you are um, insulin resistant, uh, when you have elevated blood pressure, when uh, you have uh, elevated levels of inflammation, and uh, yeah, so those are the basic basic attributes of metabolic disease. So basically, kind of your whole body, your whole metabolism doesn't really work, and that's what metabolism is. And in that state, you're uh, much more likely to put any fuel that comes in into fat, uh, and also you are much, much less sensitive to insulin and to and your blood sugar goes up when you eat carbohydrates, no matter what kind of carbohydrates, uh, much, much faster and easier and stays elevated. So if you have metabolic syndrome, if you have, if you're a type 2 diabetic, diabetes, or if you have pre-diabetic condition, right, that your blood sugar, fasting blood sugar is elevated and it goes up and stays up for a long period of times. If you have some kind of, uh, 
epilepsy-like conditions. If you have some brain disorders, you know, that are related to uh, improper sugar metabolism, if you have cancerous conditions, you know, a lot of cancerous uh, cancerous kind of like diseases uh, and conditions, they benefit from low-carb diets. Um, so if you have any serious issues, then yeah, like keto diet, low-carb diet, uh, consisting of whole foods and maybe not all these whole foods, but the foods that help you to stay in that keto state and stay in ketosis and uh, control your blood sugar levels, they all might be necessary for you and for a lot of people these days because as you said, these days, a lot of people are either pre-diabetic uh, or have some kind of metabolic issues. So yeah, for you, low-carb diets, keto diets would be probably a necessary step to restore your metabolism before you can go to a healthy, um, to healthy diet with more whole food sourced carbohydrates. So for fat loss and weight loss for a healthy person, and if you know you are healthy, uh, if you are not sure, then check your, you know, resting blood sugar, your triglycerides, your blood pressure, uh, check all of that. And if you're relatively healthy metabolically, then yeah, you can be healthy, you can maintain healthy weight, you can lose weight, you can get lean with eating moderate amount of carbohydrates coming from whole fruits and vegetables coming from maybe some beans, maybe even some grains if you personally have no problems with that. Uh, maybe you can even allow, you know, yourself some dessert uh, once uh, once in a while in, at special occasions. Um, that can be a part of healthy diet too. But again, that can only be done if you are already healthy. If you're metabolically not healthy, then probably keto diet and low-carb diet is a great way for you. But it doesn't have to be for your whole life also. You might have to stick with it for quite a while to heal your metabolism. But again, it's not the only way. And um, and if your purpose, if you're relatively healthy and you just want to lose weight, lose fat, then, you know, whole food diet and managing the amount of food you eat, probably another, another great way that you can use to lose fat. Just make sure that it's also nutritionally balanced uh, to avoid cravings that are caused by malnutrition. And um, now I want to talk with you uh, about five factors that I I notice contribute the most to people's success and progress with fat loss. Factors that, again, are not that well defined or not so often spoken about. Factors, but, but factors that influence your fat loss, your weight loss, and your health in a huge, huge weight from all the data that is emerging, from all the data that I myself gather from my clients and from my personal experience. Those are the factors, guys, that you're going to hear more and more about, and you should start implementing them practically in your lifestyle. Uh, if you want to maintain healthy weight, if you want to maintain health, and if you want to lose fat especially. So number one, sleep. Seven to nine hours of sleep, actual sleep. So I always recommend schedule eight hours in bed, not watching TV, not checking social media, but in bed, trying to sleep at least. And uh, after a while, after this practice, you're going to sleep for eight hours eventually. So sleep. 
good quality sleep, sleep on the same schedule. We talked about sleep hygiene on Wednesday, so check back to that episode if you haven't listened to that one yet. But yeah, sleep. If you're cons- if you're sleep deprived on a regular basis and six hours of sleep already is considered to be sleep deprived, if you're sleeping in odd hours, if you do some kind of shift work, that is also, by the way, as you know, uh, a World Health Organization confirmed that lack of sleep is a carcinogen, meaning it increases your chances to get all kinds of cancers. But also sleep makes weight loss and fat loss really, really difficult. So make sure that you sleep your eight hours on a regular basis on a normal schedule with good sleep hygiene and check back to the episode on Wednesday to get that under control. Number two, snacking, eating often, not fasting for 14 hours a day overnight, including that is a huge factor, guys. Well, first of all, it's much easier to manage two, three meals than five, six meals. It's really much, much easier. And then for weight loss and fat loss, and for health in general, metabolic health, it really seems from all the data that comes out that the less you make your blood sugar spike or go up and down, and every time you eat, your blood sugar fluctuates. Um, I don't know, unless you eat pure fat, but even then, if you consume 500 calories of fat in any form, your blood sugar is still going to be affected and your insulin going to be affected. So the less eating incidents during the day you have, the better success you're going to have with maintaining your weight with fat loss and weight loss. So two, three meals a day, guys, keep your 14-hour fasting window at least. I mean, you can do more if you want to and if it works for you, but at least 14 hours is not negotiable. So not eating often, not snacking. I mean, you can snack, but make sure that that snack doesn't increase the amount of your eating, um, <laughs> your, just make sure that you don't eat more than, I don't know, three times, four times absolute maximum. And anytime you put anything caloric or sweet in your mouth, it's considered to be a meal or a snack or whatever. Eat your snack foods, but, but then make sure that you're not eating too often. Number three, training and exercise. When it comes to weight loss and fat loss, guys, you want to, you want to be active for first and foremost. You want to walk more first and foremost. You don't want to be exercising as much as possible, making you really, really hungry and promoting uh, inflammation because exercise always increase inflammation in your body. And if it managed well with recovery, and if your exercise and that inflammation is acute and really fast and um, high intensity, then it's good. But but then again, you don't want to maintain high intensity for prolonged period of times, because that's going to increase your hunger. And at the end of the day, that's going to make you want to abandon your diet and your weight loss, fat loss efforts altogether. So when you want to lose maximum amount of weight, when you want to make your weight loss, fat loss sustainable, guys, then 
Do not exercise like a maniac. Just be active, walk a lot, lift weights, maybe one, two times a week, um, maybe sprint a couple of times a week, and that's it. And then walk a lot and make sure that you're really, really good with your diet. So that's when it comes to weight loss and exercise. Exercising more is not a good idea, just not, guys. So be active, walk a lot, lift weights, do some high-intensity uh, interval trainings like sprints for maybe 10 minutes a uh, couple of times a week, and you're done. Exercise is not where most of your efforts should be. Your nutrition, your sleep, your not snacking habits, that's where your most efforts should be. Number four, sweeteners. From all the data and all the experience in seams, and from my personal experience, guys, when it comes to sweeteners, of course, avoid all the added caloric sugars. Eat your sweets either from whole foods like fruits, for example, whole fresh fruits, or eat something or sweeten your food, maybe your beverages with something like stevia or maybe monk fruit. Uh, a lot of people have good experience with sugar alcohols like erythritol or xylitol. I personally, the only thing that worked for me personally was stevia. It seemed to actually help me to manage my hunger and it decreased my blood sugar and it helped me to, uh, whenever I felt like something sweet, it helped me to make my cravings go away without triggering hunger. When you use artificial sweeteners, and I personally also have experience with that, um, sucralose or aspartame-based or other artificial sweeteners, they increase your hunger. And at the end of the day, you'll be hungrier and you're going to eat more. Just that's going to happen automatically. And plus, they they um, influence negatively your gut health, your gut microbiome. And that's also we're going to talk about gut microbiome today. But just remember, avoid all artificial sweeteners. Uh, so no Coke Zero, no Pepsi Zero, no um, any kind of sports drink Zero, because all of them have artificial sweeteners. So unless it's stevia uh, or maybe erythritol or xylitol, if you're don't notice any cravings triggered after drinking or eating foods containing them, then anyway, go for natural sweeteners like stevia, non-caloric natural sweeteners. If it's something like honey or agave or other caloric sweeteners, guys, coconut sugar, brown sugar, it's still added sugar. It's still going to spike your blood sugar. You're still going to develop cravings. It's still going to stall your weight loss, fat loss. So when it comes to sweeteners, really either none or stevia, and I would stick to that for simplicity. Uh, and then Five, number five, it's the last but not least, guys, gut health. And here I want to talk about five specific aspects of gut health. Like if you're on a journey of health, of weight loss, of fat loss, you cannot not care about your gut health. You have trillions of gut bacteria there, and they are not just sitting there. They send signals to your brain. They uh, release hormone-like substances that they influence your hormones. So if your gut is not happy, if you don't have lean gut bacteria, then you're going to 
get fat gut bacteria and you're eventually going to be fat and sick or, or, you know, not having enough energy or craving or craving all kinds of unhealthy stuff. So five aspects of gut health that you should be taking care of regularly, preferably on a daily basis. First of all, fiber. Eat a lot of fiber, 28 grams. You know, guys, I personally recommend eat as much fiber as possible, like 30 grams, 40, 50. The more fiber you get from whole foods, the happier your gut going to be and the easier it's going to be for you to maintain your healthy diet. By the way, try to get at least 5 grams from that fiber, from prebiotic fiber. And my favorite sources of prebiotic fiber, fiber that your gut bugs eat, your good and lean gut bugs eat. So five my favorite sources of prebiotic fiber are uh, mushrooms, seaweed, flax seeds, um, chocolate, and of course, no sugar chocolate, onions, and garlic. They're the easiest for me to find, and uh, I really love them, especially, you know, their chocolate and onions and garlic make anything taste amazing. I ground my flex seeds and add them to smoothies or to my food. And then mushrooms, I just love mushrooms, all kinds of mushrooms. And seaweed, you know, all kinds of seaweed snack, just make sure they're without vegetable oils. That when it comes to fiber and prebiotic fiber, guys. Um, so, Again, make sure that you consume at least 28 grams of fiber and check your foods. But just eat a lot of vegetables. Beans also have a lot of fiber, um, all kinds of vegetables, fruits. Eat that. Uh, fiber is really, really important for your gut health. Sleep is very important for your gut health. So again, guys, that's another way sleep uh influences your weight loss, your fat loss through your gut bacteria. It seems that lack of sleep really, um, your gut bacteria really doesn't like it when you don't sleep enough. Stress, managing stress. Stress creates inflammation in your gut, in your body, and that gonna negatively affect the health of your gut bacteria. So manage your stress. And somewhere we have episode on stress management practical stress management. So check out, look for this episode. Um, go to the website that I'm going to link in the show notes of the podcast and you can search for stress episodes on there and manage your stress because that's really affects a lot your weight loss, your fat loss. And the last but not least, again, nothing artificial. Your gut bugs do not like anything artificial also make sure that you're not eating any animal products with antibiotics. You're not consuming any antibiotics. All your animal products are free-range, pastured, organic, are not treated with any antibiotics because antibiotics, anti-bio, anti-life, they kill life and all the bacteria in your gut. And the uh, antibiotics are considered to be one of the major causes of obesity epidemic too, because a lot of products have them also pesticides and uh, in plant produce also can negatively affect your gut microbiome. Your Again, your guts do not like any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, anything artificial. Your gut bugs just... The only thing probably your gut bugs really love to consume is fiber. <laughs> so eat your fiber for a healthy gut. And to recap, for 
weight loss for fat loss, you want to pay attention to your snacking and you want to be fasting for 14 hours a day at least. Uh, you want to eat two, three meals a day and that's it. You want to sleep for eight hours. So schedule eight hours of sleep without any technology every single night on a normal schedule. Go to bed around 10, maximum 11, like very, at the very most. When it comes to training and weight loss, go for being active, go for a lot of walking and for a low intensity um, exercise most of the time, maybe lifting some weights, you know, high intensity sprints once in a while, maybe a couple of times a week. Do not become a manic, manic exerciser. Number four, sweeteners, stevia, if any, try to get your sweet stuff from things like fresh fruit. And number five, gut health. You want to make sure that you consume fiber, at least 28 grams a day, prebiotic fiber, uh, at least five grams of prebiotic fiber that feeds your gut bacteria. Make sure you sleep, you manage your stress well, and you eat nothing artificial and specifically pesticides and antibiotics. And just remember that the amount of food still matters and the best diet is always whole foods diet and keto and low carb. You don't have to do that, but if you have any problems with your metabolism, if you have some conditions, some brain um, conditions, maybe even brain injuries, um, yeah, then keto diets and low carb diets might help you and might be a better option for you, at least until you fix your metabolism. And especially if you have a lot of inflammation in your body, you also might consider going keto, um, avoiding also too much protein. Anyway, that's on the side side, on, on the uh, side. The most important thing, guys, is eat real food eat whole foods, manage your portions, be active, and use the tools that we talked about today. And if you have any questions about weight loss, about fat loss, if you have questions about some products, uh, if you have any concerns or doubts, or you're just not sure what to do in all these uh, abundance of information, you're not sure what diet is best for you, uh, I can give you, you know, some tips uh, how to figure out what's the best way for you to approach your fat loss journey. So always feel, feel free to reach out. You can find my email in the show notes and just reach out. Uh, I'm here to help you have a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, and at the very least, I can definitely refer you to more data that will help you to make the best, most uh, informed decision. So thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow, stay tuned for a mini-zode on the best app to track your nutrients to avoid nutrient deficiencies. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. Today, think about your fat loss program. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.